With SendPro Online from Pitney Bowes, you can simply print postage stamps and shipping labels, even when working remotely. Go to pb.com slash TMS and access a special offer for a free 30-day trial plus a free 10-pound scale to get started. That's pb.com slash TMS. Coming up on TMS, men without talking heads. Somebody once told me you're gonna get coroni. Why does your prostate smell like Mr. Clean? Nary a yang to be seen. Jim Job Jobberson, Dibberson, he was great. Turns out I am full of crap. TMS, now with less stream. You gotta complete the sentence. Squishy donut problems. He had some kind of itis. Bear down and say kumquat. A Streisand effect on a quiet riot. Dogs don't like Paltrow's kitty. Scarf wearing baguette business. Smithing foam with Bill. VP predictions with jury and more on this episode of The Morning Stream. A group of assistants gathered around the old man's desk. None of them knew what the fantastic looking thing was supposed to do. I am totally computer functional. The Morning Stream. Off, hairball. This is the morning stream. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the morning stream for Tuesday, August 11th, 2020. I happen to be Scott Johnson. I'm pretty sure he's Brian Ibbett. Good morning. Unless, uh, unless we both made a magical wish at the same time that lightning struck a crystal skull, mm. I'm still Brian Ibbett. You're still Scott Johnson. Okay, good. Hey, uh, I, th- I just did that thing Patrick hates. I said, welcome back. I shouldn't do that. I should say. Whatever. You know what? You do what you, do what you want to do. Don't don't let some French scarf-wearing, baguette-eating mm-hmm. uh, business change the way we do things <laughs> around here. Yeah. That's what I'm yeah. saying. Like, what would he say? I'd say, hey, Patrick, what are your thoughts? And he'd say. I'm not saying your literal penis. Oh. Okay. Yeah, see, there you go. Something about a literal penis. Okay. Literal penis. All right. How about this? F it. I'm just going to say it. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> the, uh, you know, the the uh, political attacks, commercials are going back and forth right now. Like all that stuff is ramping up and not just the ones with the presidency, but we've got ones locally here for um, for Senate. And uh, is it Senate? Oh, yeah, there's I can't a even Senate. remember what the guy's running. It must be. There's a big the Senate. Th- Senate. Yeah, there's a big Senate thing this year. Uh, plus, what else? Oh, you you probably have a new governor thing going on. Maybe that's the deal. That's the deal. It's it's yeah. uh it's governor. Yeah, yeah. And um, uh, John Hickenlooper <laughs> is our oh yeah is our current uh, current dude. He actually for a little while was actually in the the Democratic uh, nominee party nominee group among the 45 people mm. <laughs> vying for the job <laughs> wow okay hick and looper and uh no he is he's going for senate right now and um uh he's going up against a guy named cory gardner and so they've got their political ads going back and forth the current one for john hick and looper mm. is uh, is referring to him as a flim flam artist a fl- which a flim flam which artist. i just love the fact that we're going back to, to phrases like, ah, he's a flim flam artist. I guess we're coming, it's coming full circle, dude. We're back to like 1920s, <laughs> uh, you know, mudslinging. Give me my sarsaparilla. <laughs> I'm going to go vote. I'm voting for the one who isn't a flim flam artist. That's right. Yeah, that's a weird, that's a that's a weird thing to unearth, <laughs> isn't it? That's a weird thing to call him, yeah. yeah. Exactly. He's a flim flam artist. I don't think I've heard that, oh, maybe since I was a kid and only in like a cartoon or something. 
Sure. I would think Grandpa Simpson probably said it at one point. Yeah. Man yells at clouds. Uh, all right. Hey, uh, things to do, stuff to talk about. As you yes. know, uh, Tuesdays, many, many are, things. Tuesdays are often full of things to talk about. And uh, so, okay. The, 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 uh, all right. Let me get back to the whole thing. You know, the thing about mail, we got mail issues. Mail seems to be slowing down. It's a little uncertain. Yes. I've heard from a few yes. mail carriers saying, yeah, for some reason they removed some sorting machines from two of our facilities. We don't know why. Like, there's all this stuff going on. And uh, I got this email. Uh, this is from, oh, I didn't get his name. Dang it. I meant to get his name, and I didn't get his name. Anyway, he says, uh, basically gave us a hint as what's going on. It says, mentioned on Wednesday's show, uh, episode 1971, you guys had noticed delays in the mail. The following article explains, uh, as a mailman slash mail person, uh, aren't they mail carriers? What do they call themselves? Postal, postal carriers. Postal thought, carriers? The- postal Going po- they go postal every day, <laughs> right? That's what they say. Postal, deli- postal delivery people. Postal two. Now we're serious. Anyway, <laughs> uh, says we were still working every day. The national management of the postal service is trying to reduce overtime by delaying mail. Uh, so basically, they're trying to kill overtime, thus saving costs. Uh, there's this whole article. I'm not going to go into it too much, but it's a little bit of a shakeup, a little bit of a uh, uh, change, Rooney. Um, and it sucks if you're if you you know if you don't get checks if you don't get some of your checks digitally if you get them via the mail then it's a really frustrating thing especially if you're you know a freelance uh, uh, employee freelance worker mm-hmm. relying on clients to pay you yeah or hey but how about this you- how about this I just sent out a whole bunch of prints by U.S. mail and I don't know how long they're going to take to get to people right right like all small small businesses are going to get dinged by this and also. Uh, uh, people like there's some old people uh, or just people who get their meds via mail, right? Uh, that gets delayed. That's no good for anybody. Like, what does this even look like when Christmas cards go out? I mean, that's I know that's kind yeah. of a small thing, but still, come on now, it's a it's a service. It's true. If we're okay, it's true. We lose billions of day with the military. We should be okay with losing a little money with the with the with the post office. Come on now. It means that every card you get, every birthday card you get is going to be a belated birthday card. <laughs> you might as well just sign them. Sorry I didn't get this to you on your birthday, even though I said it two weeks ahead of time. Well, and the other thing would that would be nice is if there was another carrier that would send my little 4 by 6 print package yeah. at a reasonable price. It doesn't <laughs> exist. You don't you go to FedEx. Go UPS or FedEx yeah. on those? Yeah, FedEx. <laughs> what are we, a giant envelope that cost me 12 bucks to overnight? Like, what's the point? Yeah. That's not what that business does. So, yeah, people are bringing up Kevin Costner. We all owe him an apology of the postman. You were right. You were right the whole time. Because one guy's going to take care of it all and take mail to Tom Petty. It's true. If you built it, they did come. That's right. And then they left. Also, that movie needs to stream. Gosh dang it. I want to film sack that movie. Field of Dreams? No, no, no. Or uh, Postman. Postman. I want to see the Postman. I I was quoting Field of Dreams. That's why I thought you were talking about that one. Didn't we do Field of Dreams? Oh God! Sack? No, I don't think we did because I don't. I've never seen the whole thing. Oh, I love that movie. We should film yeah, I, I it though. Turn it off as soon as the guy says, "Is this heaven?" No, it's Iowa. And it's like, no, <laughs> screw this. I've been to Iowa. Brian, I've been to Iowa. Brian has no love for Field of Dreams. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I've only seen clips, but I really still have not seen the whole full movie. Ray Liotta is the uh, is that ghost player you're talking about? Sure. Yeah. Shoeless uh, Shoeless Joe Jackson. Yep. Yeah. You got Ray yep. Liotta there, and you got your. Uh, that one guy from 30-something and uh, the, the Revenge of the Nerds is in it. 
and uh, some little kids in it. <laughs> it's oh, a good Andy movie. Edwards? Uh, no, the other the the one that was on Thirty Something. Uh, he's got a oh. beard a lot. Oh. Yes, yeah, red redhead. Yeah. Um, he was on the. Uh, he was he was a reporter, a regular recurring character, reporter guy on the West Wing. Cannot mm-hmm. think of his name. Yeah, I know the guy you're talking Jim about. Jim Job Jibberson. He's great. All right, we got a follow up. <laughs> yes. Brian went to the doctor yesterday and uh I did. success was had, right? How'd it go? Everything I think so, yeah. I mean success really depends on your measure of success. Uh <laughs> well how how long is the average male finger? Let's see. Mm, okay, you know, I measure three uh, inches. Long enough to touch the sky, as it <laughs> seems. Uh yeah, so uh went in there because uh, you know, let's let's just be quite frank. Uh the old P stream was not uh, acting the way it's acted before. I know you come here for the poop jokes, but today we're going to be delivering the P stream. All right. And uh, the morning stream, sure very different, different morning was, stream today. That's sure. right. It, yeah. Exactly. It was a morning stream. Imagine if we if we went fine for the first three quarters of the morning stream, and then um, and then we just kind of slowly, really slowly delivered yeah. the last fifteen minutes yeah. of the show. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. Ah, uh, age. Anyway, so that's what I had. Uh, that's what I was asking about. Just want to make sure you know things weren't overly enlarged or overly, you know, you like cancerous a, or anything like that. Some kind of blockage. And I'm happy to say that uh, he says everything uh, feels normal, does not feel enlarged. He showed me had a little model in his office, almost as if he was ready for me, mm. showing me what size they look like in a 30 year old, what size it looks like in a 50 year old, and what size it looks like in an 80 year old. Yeah. And, is it bigger uh, the, or smaller prostate, when you're 80? The prostate. Is it bigger or What's smaller that? when you're older, older? Like, let's say you're oh, it, get, it gets bigger and bigger the older you get. Your okay. prostate gets bigger and bigger. Like, starts out, actually, it's funny, like uh, something like this. Okay. And Well, maybe a little bit bigger than that. Okay. And then um, like a by the time uh, you're 80, it looks like, it looks actually just like this. <laughs> oh, my Lord. <laughs> oh, my gosh. All right, for those not watching live, it's a giant freaking... <laughs> ball it's a squishy uh rick and morty planet that oh still my gosh. still smells like like like, rick like and morty? Uh, mr clean or something oh yeah. weird okay okay well then but, but but he found no obstructions no blockages no found nothing. no well he's not gonna he's even his fingers aren't tiny enough to be able to check for blockages or obstructions because it's uh your prostate if you think of it like a donut Oh, I, uh, and I do every time I think and you of do it. exactly. Yeah. It's it'll keep you off donuts. That's for sure. Yeah, uh, it'll uh, it basically the the hole the opening gets smaller and smaller and closes off your urethra and lets less and less pee get through the more enlarged it gets. And um, there's no real way to get uh, without like a, an actual tool to go up the blockage or up the thing to Oof. to put in a stent or or anything uh. like that. But, <laughs> but anyway, here's what they ought to do. They ought to yeah. uh, uh, they ought to give you the diagnosis of the Fran- the Hank Hill narrow urethra. That's what they ought to do. Sure, just so you can yeah. tell people I've got a narrow urethra. I've got Bobby. I've got a narrow urethra. <laughs> that's why you're the um, only boy in the house. That's right. So just uh, you know everything's good. Uh, I have some medicine called it's like the Drano of urine. I don't know what's called, but it keeps things like it uh, um, opens things up. To let things pass through, I guess. Okay, sure. It's a di- or like something a like, that. like a dilator, a little bit. That's right. That's right. Yeah. And Bar and Barb is over there yelling at her at her uh, phone, saying it's called Tamsulosifen or something like that. Flomax is <laughs> Flomax. I think is the uh, 
the the handy dandy name that's on the commercials. Yeah, but you know, with the uh, I'm sure. What is the commercial for Flovax? Is it the um, the moose that's walking around and all of a sudden he's not happy because I have no idea. The forest doesn't look as good anymore. So he's having a hard time peeing. On, I don't know what that is but this i like uh dead polymers pino that's good call it pino Pino, like the bino of pino well yes. like drano i think is what he means like, oh is that where he's going okay. yeah because pino bino is to make you stop farting see? well i know <laughs> but it's pino rhymes with bino so i was thinking oh it's like a play on bino oh my gosh my wife showed up with teen it scared me hi honey holy schmidt all right just talking about urethras kim yeah just talking how about narrow you? urethras how are you anyway uh, well, anyway, that's, so, I'm, I'm just glad a, it's nothing. You know, I'm glad it's nothing. Just a reminder big. to everybody: if you've got anything going on there, if you're if there's something going wrong with your pee, the doctor's office is the place you should be. Oh, it rhymed and everything. Use that. Use that. Use that whole rhyme right there to remember. Uh, I had the opposite problem overnight. Maybe I was thinking of you or something because I woke up. Uh, I usually wake up maybe <laughs> once in the night. opposite problem. Like too much pee is coming out at once. It kind of was. It like it. Like at 2.30 in the morning, I had to pee. That happens sometimes, but rarely. It's usually if I drink right before bed or something. But normally, I don't have to pee in the night. I just get up in the morning. Uh, last night, 2.30, and then again at 6.30. Now, I did drink oh, a ton of water before uh, the you know the evening before because I worked out and I was sweaty and hot and drank a ton of water. So I think that's what happened there. But man, I, I just couldn't stop peeing. I need my donut to get a little, just a tiny bit larger to stem the flow. Uh, you know, that's another thing that's been happening lately is the, the frequency has gone up too. So, Oh, the frequency. Well, it, cause it, well, if you're, blo- if you're uh, bigger down there, see, this is great. We should have Dan on for this discussion, <laughs> We should. but, uh, look, Hey, we're all human yeah. bodies. We got to get our thing done. Exactly. I'm, I'm just glad you got nothing we- crazy or weird. It's you don't, good. you don't want, you don't want that area to clamp down so that you pee less often. You just want to make sure like your pee, you, you pee enough to where you don't need to go for a long time. Right. And that's. Yeah. Good point, right? That's a different issue. You, yeah, I wouldn't wish, wouldn't wish it on anybody. Yeah. Well, uh, you know, be just. I guess, like Stephen always says, stay hydrated, and we'll see how stay things uh, progress. Keep that flow going. Did he keep uh, your hustling flow, yo? We kept calling him Doctor Jellyfingers, but I do have, I do have to ask. I do have to ask. You have to ask. <laughs> give, give him his money. Give him his money. Uh, give him his. <laughs> what was I gonna ask? Uh, oh. Uh, what's the what's the uh, jelly du jour these days at the doctor's office? What are they? Oh, uh, good lord, I don't know. It's like a, it's like a tube. This this doctor, by the way, um, the doctor that uh, did my physical or did the last the last time I had this done, um, about three years ago, I felt like I sat on a an open peanut butter and jelly sandwich when I was done, <laughs> and I was like, you know. He handed me a few paper towels. Said, "Oh, here you go. Go ahead and clean yourself up." I'm like, "Oh, jeez, really?" God, that's terrible, um, dude. It is terrible. This doctor is super efficient. I don't know what the deal was, but uh, uh, you know, no, no, I did not feel like like uh, Slimer from Ghostbusters had, had paid me a visit in my undercarriage. When you're done. Did you say so? Second date. <laughs> Jeez, Doc, going to buy me a drink first? Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> anyway, well, well done. Moon River. <laughs> well done, though. I'm, I, I think it's great yes. that you uh, yeah, came you just away. Yeah, you got to have okay. it done. Yeah. Got to do it. Go get checked, everybody. It's not it's not going to hurt you to go get checked. I had a friend have to, what was his deal? He had some kind of itis. I don't remember the name, but it was his prostate, and he was only like 32, hmm. and it got huge, and it was a problem, and they had to do some kind of weird surgery. 
He's okay. Oh, really? He's okay now. But uh, so it can happen even when you think you're still 32 and and uh, and got nothing to worry about. So just you know, something seems a little off. Yep. Go see the yep. the, the, the doc uh, if you have insurance, which is a whole other argument we're talking about. <laughs> yes. All right, uh, we got some stuff in the mail right. from our good pal Cleo, and uh, she does this about once a year where we just get something cool from her. Uh, it's always yeah. very sweet and nice. I don't think she's in the chat today, or is she? I don't think so. Nope, she listens after the fact that she's working yep. while the show's going on. She hasn't been able and everybody to be saw my Bob Ross shirt from yesterday. That was the that was Brian. That's what Cleo sent me. No, I did. I did change it by the way before I went to the doctor's office because I felt like that shirt sent the wrong message. Oh, really? What did it? Yes. What message did it send? <laughs> like, hey, <laughs> what's going on, doc? Yeah, all right. Oh, at the you mean at the doctor's office? Okay, I thought you. Yeah, I, I just show. switched over to like a you know plain black T-shirt and, and said, yeah, let's wear that to right. the doctor's office. I don't know. Maybe he would have uh, he would have found it jaunty. I don't know. Yeah, I don't, I don't want him laughing while he's uh, digging around. Oh yeah. <laughs> You know, I just oh, no- I noticed your shirt. <laughs> oh, no. Well, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, my wife opened the box, so I blame her because we were supposed to do this unveiling live on the show. Yeah. I still haven't actually seen the actual object, but I know what's in there, I think. Um, but I'm going to do as her wishes. On the envelope, it said, read this first. So I'm now going to read this this okay. letter. Okay, all right. Uh, this, this, uh, this card. Words that sound dirty but aren't, it says. And by the way, if my nephew Owen is listening, Owen, I promise your your parents are probably going to make you stop listening to the show after I read these. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe now's a good time to go in the kitchen and have a Pop-Tart. Yeah, go get a Pop-Tart. Um, he's a good kid. I really like Owen a lot. But here, sure. here we go. Ball cock. Sounds dirty, isn't it? Sounds dirty. Yeah. Angina. Blowhole. Kumquat. Yeah. These are all terms the doctor used yesterday while he had his finger in Brian. All right. Well, so then. Were, yeah. uh, Bear ins- down and say kumquat. Inside yeah. it says. So this is like a late birthday thing. It's his happy birthday manhole woodpecker Uranus. <laughs> anyway. It was really sweet. That's funny. Uh, thank you that for that. And then she included this. I didn't mention this to you yesterday. But she included a little baby Aww, Yoda t-shirt. Oh, little Van. Is that for Van? That's for Van, little baby. I That's wish horrible. it was for me. I wish this would fit me. Holy crap. Yeah. <laughs> I'd be a tiny little person, but it's a little you baby really Yoda. really cut down on the po' boys for that to fit you. <laughs> it says cutest in the galaxy. He's going to wear this yeah, uh, probably awesome. Wednesday, so that was super sweet of her. So I can't wait to give that to him. Not that he'll notice. He's he's too young to know what the hell's going on. Um, he wears a Snoop Dogg shirt a lot. I don't know if you knew that. Really? Yeah, it's pretty great. An actual Snoop Dogg shirt is it like a parody that you know. No, it's like got a big old Snoop's big face on it, and it has some <laughs> stuff on the back. A Snoopy poopy poop dog Snoopy, shirt. Snoopy poopy poop dog. Now the big reveal. <laughs> this lovely flowered box here. Oh wow, that looks beautiful. Do- wonder, doesn't it? Uh, it's lovely, what, right? Uh, yeah, what could, what 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 beautiful thing comes in such a beautiful box? Oh, here's the t- here's the label. Okay, let's see what this says. Um, the brand is a little confusing because apparently this is the Wait. Gwyneth Paltrow sub brand or whatever, so it's her yeah. Goop brand, but it's Heretic. And then the uh, the the title on this is "This smells like my vagina." <laughs> okay, now I haven't opened this to smell the candle <laughs> so we're going to do it now on the air and Let's see do it. I want, I, we want uh, an accurate description of what that candle smells like yeah at the bottom it says bougie parfume 
Yeah, I'm sure that's the correct pronunciation. What the Patrick? <laughs> where, where's your Patrick again? Did yeah. you have some Patrick? Yeah, is Patrick around? Hold on. Do I still have that up? I think I What's do. in the box? Okay, he might say with uh, this one. Um, uh, here we go. And make fart noses. Oh, he wants to make there fart noses. There we go. Fart oh, that's noses. appropriate. That's actually, that's how, how that word is, uh, is, is pronounced. Oh, here it is. Patrick, how do you pronounce this word? Massive wiener. Oh, all right. Massive oh, wiener. Oh, okay, good. Okay, all right. Well, I heard a little James there for a second when you did that. Oh, that was weird. Oh, yeah. Okay, well, you know, it's... Uh, <laughs> So what is the what does the smell like? You know. Oh, that is so unnerving. How well that you do that. All right, so I'm going to open it. Let's let's take everybody out of their misery here and just do it. That's right. Now yeah. maybe I wonder if it's sealed. Is is that is once you get the box open, is the candle uh, sealed? Oh, like it's oh, a smaller box. Apparently it's just. Oh no, it's I guess it is. It's fully fully in there. Fully it's no wrapped no. or anything. So just peel back out. the. No, I'm not gonna. <laughs> I have, I have not breathed through my nose yet because I don't want to. I want to do this right. I want to get it right up under my yes, face. So yes, right you now, don't want a pre-sniff, right? Until you get the full-on. Yeah. And I did. Oh, and it, it also says this here, so I can't wait to put this out where my mother-in-law can see it. <laughs> oh yes! Oh my God! You absolutely need to do that. Yeah, she's gonna love this. All right, so <laughs> so here goes. Uh, should I just smell it? I guess. Yeah. I'm a little nervous. Because what if this is horrifying? Like, what if this is like, I don't know, the bowels of hell? I I can't imagine that they'd sell something that smells like the bowels of hell. All right. Here goes. Oh. The bowels of, of Gwen. Oh, it just, it just smells like, it just smells like a candle. Wait. <laughs> yeah, that's just like a candle. Well, well, it, 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 Come on, more. Give us more than that. I mean, a candle can smell like a bunch of different. Is it floral? Um, is it fruity? Is it? Uh, it's very floral. Uh, f- uh, can you I... tell what she had for lunch? <laughs> <laughs> she sat in a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. <laughs> Wait a minute. It smells like floral and uh. Oh, what is that? I might. <laughs> There's something else. Like, I, I can't put my finger on Does it. it. Smell like apple. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> did we do a sufficient number of what's in the box references before we open this? I did a couple of them. I, yeah, I, you I, you I did a couple. Enough. I just yeah. feel like it, yeah. I just don't know if we did enough. All right. Yeah, well, it's uh, it just smells it's like funny a nice. On so many levels. It just smells like a nice candle. It's just oh, not Cleo's a. Cleo's here now. Cleo's here. Oh, you didn't. Here? You didn't miss the moment, Cleo, because it was. Uh, it, he was describing it as smelling like a candle. Yeah. <laughs> like it smells like a candle. Okay, let me put it this way. <laughs> this is going to sound terrible. If Gwyneth Paltrow's crotch emanates this particular aroma, uh huh, she just walk around without pants and air it out to the world all day long. Sure, sure. You, you know just what I'm use saying? Use her as an air freshener. Yeah, right? just, just be uh, in the room and go, blah, hey, everybody, blah. And just call her, it. renews it, and put her on the. Uh, <laughs> yeah, stick her in the wall. <laughs> put her on the dining room table. <laughs> I mean, it's actually just kind of. It just smells like flowers. Like it's. It's nice. Cleo's, it's, Cleo's description was uh, funeral home or Florida. <laughs> actually, you know what? 
Okay, you know, okay, now I know what it reminds me of. I'm getting a little bit of like casino, nicer casino room, a hotel uh-huh. room, like a, a room at the like the Win or the Cosmo, yeah, or, the or even Aria. Bellagio uh-huh. or something. Just kind of a just like a night. You walk in there, and go, oh, it's nice in here, and there's like a cool little thing on the bed and a, a, all that. This is what this smells like. I'm having Vegas memories from this. Really? Okay. Yeah. So what I'm saying is Vegas smells smells like, like Gwyneth Paltrow's vagina. vagina. <laughs> What the a Gwyn. weird, the Gwyn and Encore. <laughs> smells like. Her. What a weird thing to market and sell, though. Still to this moment, I just can't it quite is. get over it uh, that it even exists. But I am totally going to have this out. I'm going to have the black part facing my mother-in-law when she gets there, but slowly uh, through the evening, I'm gonna like rotated slowly, so it's been there the whole time. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be fantastic. Perfect. All oh, right, I love it. Thank love you, it. Cleo. These were super sweet, and, not, and especially the Absolutely. little T-shirt. I love this. This is going to be great. Um, funny enough, the shirt smells a little like the candle because it was packed in there. So I guess. So now- this shirt smells like you could. <laughs> too bad it doesn't come with a shirt that says "This shirt smells like." <laughs> oh yeah, that would be great. I'm sure. I'm sure Taylor would totally <laughs> approve of my use of that thing. <clears throat> All Maybe, right. Uh, give, when you don't uh, when you give the shirt to uh, to to Taylor for Van, don't yeah. say what it came with. Just say smell that. Mm. And and see what she describes it. That way, That's she's not idea. going in with a predetermined expectation. That's a really good point. And then she can. I'll say, "What does that remind you of?" And just see what she says. And she'll say, "Oh, this one time when I saw Coldplay in concert." <laughs> that is a gnarly reference. It's like three layers deep. It's really good. <laughs> it's really good. By the way, he's been doing this cool thing lately. Speaking of that dude, the singer who he's not he's not with her anymore, Chris, right? Chris Martin. No, they are they had a conscious uncoupling. Okay. Was there their way of describing their split was a conscious uncoupling. He was tired of that candle. Anyway, um he uh, uh does this thing on, on TikTok where he'll do little duets with little kids. Oh, really? Like they'll be remote somewhere and they'll want to sing one of his songs like Yellow or something and he'll Yeah. He'll do it uh, like they'll sing it first, and then he'll do a little duet and do a little backing on it. It's the cutest thing. Aww. Yeah, he seems Super cool. he seems nice. Seems like a nice guy. I could be wrong. I have no idea. Maybe he's a psycho. I don't. Know. I'm sure he's a, no. He he does come across as a really nice guy. He's a guy that you know you wouldn't want to have a uh, a bad split up from. You'd want to have a conscious uncoupling. Yeah, I'd want to consciously uncouple for that, from that guy. Yeah, just slowly separate. He was Steve Jobs. They were that was Steve Jobs' favorite band. You know. Yeah, they were. Yeah, he loved he loved those guys. Them and you too. Yeah, he never he never tried to foist uh, Coldplay on us automatically on a <laughs> with an iTunes update. That's true. Wasn't <laughs> right. well, that? I think that was in the that was in the what's his name era though, wasn't it? Wasn't that Tim? Was Cook? that in the Tim Cook era? I thought Tim Cook did the U two thing. Let me see. Oh, maybe he did. U two Tim Cook. I don't remember. Tim the U two bootloader. Uh, Tim Cook. <laughs> Tim Cook. Tim Cook. Tim Cook, and it was whatever. It was right around the time of how to dismantle an atomic bomb. Was that the album? I don't even remember. I remember. I remember not. I remember being mad and irritated that they were trying to make everybody get an album. I just thought it was weird. Oh, really? I just thought it was weird. But I can't find the reference here. Oh, I put U.S. not U2. What an idiot! Oh, well, there you go. Yeah, that's, that's your problem. Oh, here it is. Remember when Apple effect. forced the YouTube on us all? Okay, here we go. Not YouTube, YouTube album. Yeah, it was Tim Cook. Here's a picture of him. Was it okay? Hanging out. Uh, this is a, you'll like this actually. Hold on, put it in your thing. Our super secret Discord. 
Yes. No one will ever find it or ever see it. Ever. (laughs) Wow. Remember that? Are they actually touching hands or are they just both pointing up? It just is a weird... I don't know what they're doing. Uh, They look... Yeah, what are they doing? But look at Edge back there. He's like, yeah. And then (laughs) the drummer... Or is it the drummer? Yeah. Drummer's back there going, eh. Larry Mullen. Yeah. yeah. Eh, not into what, it. Was that, was that, uh, or was that No Line on the Horizon? That was No Line on the Horizon, right? Oh, I don't know. Is that the name of a thing? <laughs> That's one of their albums, yeah. Because <laughs> the year, what's the year on that photo? Uh, it says here 2000 and, oh, no, I'm sorry. This is more recent than I remember. It's September 9th, 2014. Hmm. I thought it was right after Jobs died in 2011. I thought it was. Yeah, I thought it was pretty close to that, but maybe not. I guess it's still um, pretty close. I mean, 2014 is not that far from 2011. But God, you, you'd think it would be oh, one of Songs the... Songs of uh, Innocence. Songs of Innocence. Is Songs of that. Innocence? Yeah. It says here. Okay. Uh, let me make sure I read that right. Yeah, it says, uh, Cook brought out you 2 to announce their new album, Songs of Innocence, which had been commissioned by Tech Tech, Tech Company and would be made available to each and every one of their half-billion iTunes customers at no cost. There we go. The yep. the, the weird part was it was whether you liked it or not. <laughs> yeah. And we're just going to get it. So really, uh, what does that do for your RIAA, you know, a number of uh, copies of your album sold if it's automatically included in uh I mean, do they, do they still do current things at you, at you two? At you two, like it's a store. <laughs> Do they still do current things? Uh, <laughs> you know, over there at U2, do they uh, do they manufacture items at U2 still? Yeah, it's a really good question. I mean, we haven't had a we haven't had a new album since then. Or songs, I guess, songs of experience came out three years later. Uh, let's see, twenty seventeen was the last studio album okay. by the band. Okay, you just don't hear about that stuff anymore. You know? No. No. I don't know. Weird times. God, I would have thought that that was a lot older than 2014. I would have said 2011, 2012. The, yeah. The latest. Yeah. Crazy. Crazy. All right. I'll tell you what's not crazy. The morning news. Time for the news. Brought to you by. This segment is brought to you by a friend of the show who encourages you to support the arts. Stream a concert or a magic show. Buy a print. Toss a coin to your podcaster or make a donation to your local arts organization. We can all help the arts and artists survive this pandemic. It's a really nice thing for that person to say. Totally was. Thanks, that person who remained anonymous. Thank you, that person who shall remain anonymous to this moment. All right. Man, this candle smells good. I'm just going to waft it here. There you go. By the way, the great timing for this first news story, by the way. I agree. I might want to yeah. burn that. Where's the Where's the match? lighter well maybe it's different maybe that's the point you're supposed to burn it and then you get the true the true gwyneth gwyneth experience hoo-ha smell yeah uh-huh. the true gwyneth hoo-ha <laughs> the true ha the true ha <laughs> the gwen ha right. uh man proposes to girlfriend with hundreds of candles <laughs> oh not, how romantic not like these this kind though uh and ended up burning down their house oh oh no a, yeah Watch bad. out! It's too bad we weren't talking about men or uh, men, talking heads. Talking head. I just want to say men without hats when I when I'm about to say talking heads. I think men without hats, and the reason I think men without hats isn't the music. It's because I picture 
David Byrne. David Byrne not wearing a hat. Not wearing a hat, but wearing the big wide zoot suit, white suit. The big suit, yeah. And it wasn't but, a zoot suit, it was just a big white suit. Yeah, and in my head, well, it seemed like it had big shoulder pads, did it not? Maybe it didn't. Well, I mean, it was a big suit. It had big everything, so... It, just it seemed, had to have big shoulder pads or else it would have like just hung his arms would have hung down. That's a good point. But I always picture him as a man without a hat. And so then I think <laughs> it's weird. It's true. He doesn't wear a hat during that entire Stop Making Sense concert. By the way, that was a recommendal a while back. Mm. It's still available on Amazon Prime. If you have not seen Jonathan Demme's amazing Stop Making Sense Talking Heads concert, it is brilliant. I want to see it. I just put you- it on the background and you'll be you'll be like, oh, my God. I never realized how many Talking Head songs I love, and when you see them like that, it's it's great. David Byrne is like uh, Morrissey for me, and they, they, he looks cooler the older he gets. Yeah, for sure. Morrissey looked like a little wet noodle most of his life, and then he got older. <laughs> and then he got older. The gray, yeah. the gray temples, I think, really helps with that. He looks cool now. Um, yeah, that that concert opens with David Byrne walking out on stage alone, and it's a and it's beautifully shot, and it's. It's a concert that builds. It's not just like, all right, the whole band comes out, does, does all their songs, then disappears for a minute, comes back for an encore. It like it builds. So it starts out with just David Byrne and a microphone and a boombox, and does uh, comes out and does Psycho Killer by himself. And he's a man without a hat when he does it, right? And he's he has no hat during that entire concert. Okay. No hat. All right. He Pro- is a man without a hat. I rest my case, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> oh, that reminds me of two things. Uh, okay. Sorry, I just finished. Um, I fi- the, the the season ended on Sunday for this first season, and it is a season. It's not a limited series. Oh, kinda, oh yeah, really? I thought it was. Mason. I thought it was limited series. No, okay. they're going to keep going. In fact, they end it in a way that's like, oh yeah, of course they're going to keep going. Plus, they've already. I guess they've already inked the deal for season two. I really liked Barry Mason a lot. Mm-hmm. I know that there there are some people that have some kind of problems with it. I think it's better as a binge. So it's one of those that oh good you'll like more if you just crank through it. Um, yeah, but man. I liked it a lot. It's, it was really great. Um, and then the other cool. thing I was going to say is, I can't believe I didn't say it at the top of the show, but PC Magazine listed the morning stream oh, yeah. as one of the top podcasts of 2020. It did. And we ended up in the news and politics section. I which, know. Uh, you know what they did? They just they went, they went straight off the iTunes categories. I don't know why yeah, they did that. Yeah, they did. Because yeah. our problem was, we're... we're <laughs> We don't have a good category. There is no like morning show or, you know, we don't have that option in any of the categories. Right. They're super right. limited. So when I originally set the show up, I'm like, well, where does this go? I guess news. But they only just have news slash politics. They don't just have news. Right. That's their right. category, not mine. So we signed up for that. And then the secondary category is comedy because we sometimes make the laughs, you know. Yeah, exactly. Yes. And, and that's uh, the one that we won our we've won all of our awards in. Here's the thing. So people are gonna be seeing that PC Mag article and go, Oh, the morning stream. This sounds like a really good podcast for political discourse. Like, and it's like no frank just... discussion about today's news. Yeah. And unless... what candle that smells like Gwyneth Paltrow's vagina, <laughs> I'm leaving. That's like the guy yesterday who heard film sack for the first time and he <laughs> he's all mad at us. He says, "Oh, really? I yeah." He goes, this. "I could only make it about ten minutes into you guys talking about sixteen candles. What kind of podcast is this? All you did was make fun of it and talk about all the problems it had." And I'm like, <laughs> "It's in the name. We're sacking films. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we sometimes like they what we had see to lavish the praise <laughs> upon the John Hughes classic, Sixteen Candles." But all that being said, it's an honor to be listed. Thank you, PC Mag, for yes, the recommendation. For sure. It was very nice. Okay. 
Uh, where was I? And Sorry. if you've and if you've tuned in based on uh, PC Mag and you're still with us, whoo, you're you're in for a treat. Oh yeah, especially if you've made it. If you've made it this far oh, today, yeah. it's true. If you were waiting for politics, they're coming up later on yeah. in today's show. Yeah, and if you haven't left, then you're in forever. You're part of us now. Welcome, one welcome, us. one of Double us. Google. Ooh, ooh. All right. <laughs> Let's move on. They called it. They said that we were a really great freeform show. Is what they called us. Yes. I like that. Which that, that is appropriate. That is true. That's a nice compliment, I think. Freeform. Yeah. You talk about, you know, fingers up butts and stuff. Pretty freeform. Yeah, exactly. All right, check this out. So this uh, poor couple, um, this was a disastrous proposal, and you probably heard of plenty of those, but this one probably takes the cake. Man was uh, making a romantic gesture, and it went up in flames. When he inadvertently burned down their apartment, she shared with it, or he shared with his girlfriend while setting up the proposal. The British man... Who has now wow. been named? Uh, who's now been named? <laughs> we don't have. I don't. We have. Uh, was planning to propose to his girlfriend. To do so, he lit hundreds of tea lights in their apartment. I don't know what that is. Those tea lights are the little, the little votive candles. They're like in a little metal puck, like a little metal oh, disc. People put them around their bathtubs and stuff like that. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Right and before. you put them in other holders. Um, actually, I think I have one. Do I have one nearby? I have some upstairs that are LED. I don't have actual candle ones, though. Yeah. Yeah, I thought I had one nearby. Mm. <sighs> well, anyway, so uh, uh, did not go as planned. He went to pick up his partner from uh, right around the corner, and uh, the oh. candles he had lit continued to, fur- to burn, and they just burned the fire, burned the place down. Oh, geez. So he left He left all those candles burning in the apartment, yeah. and then... Ah, I feel like I feel like that's a screw-up. I feel like yeah, that's you a, know what? Run, woman. Yeah, <laughs> you are. get out now while you can. Or, or man, whoever he was going to propose to is a lady. Uh, it says it says a lady. It says girlfriend. I assume that means she was a lady. Uh, yeah. Don't uh, burn down stuff. That seems uh, that right. seems bad. By the way, Dice Tomato says Spider Man's eyes peeling off. Technically, it's not. So this is. Um, yeah, you guys aren't uh, distracting at all in the chat room at all. Not, not at, at all. all. You just sit. You just sit there. You enjoy the content. You absorb it. You don't really distract us. It is curved so that it fits the shape of your eye. So, oh, I see. That's why it flipped up. Oh, you should wear yeah, those through the show. What are we even just doing? Wear, just, just put these on and be like, "Hey, yeah, you look uh, like a Jane, a Dame, not Dame Judy Dench, Dame Edna. <laughs> Dame remember? Edna. Yeah, Dame Edna. Yes, she I had, remember Dame Edna. She had those super horn rim looking. Did things. she officially get knighted or not knighted? What do you What do you call it when you get? Well, she was, was she Australian? What was she? British. And, and was she, did did he, that actor portray, was, did that person identify as she? Or was that just an act? Like, I don't know what all that was. I, 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 it was John a, Barry Humphreys. Oh, he is a, uh, I'm sorry, he is Australian. Um, that sounds right. And he is a, uh, he's CBE, so. He's a cross-dresser, uh, not the same British, man, right? British Empire. Okay. Um. She's a cheetah. Yes. Because <laughs> he's actually married to someone named Lizzie Spender. Oh, okay. But, is um, Lizzie... but that doesn't necessarily mean, yeah, she's a, by all by all the pictures I'm seeing of uh, Barry Humphrey's wife, she she appears to be, I mean, I guess none of this means that he can't be transgender or he can't be. Be anything he wants, right? He can be anything he oh, wants. Oh, but all these photos of him are in like suits and ties and stuff. Yeah, yeah. So this was an on-screen perform. Uh, this was not like a um, a RuPaul situation. This was a 
This was a just for the just for the act, just for the just for the show. All right, my guy used to make me laugh. I can tell you that. Yes, it was very good, and he uh, did have eyes, uh, cat eye glasses like Spider Man. Yeah, which was our whole point. Yes. Uh, moving on, thousands gather. This is the part that freaks me out, not the fact that it was during the coronavirus pandemic, but thousands have gathered somehow to see Smash Mouth. Blah. Who's going to see Smash Mouth? <laughs> well, that that uh, this will get answered. Who's going to see Smash Mouth? This is true. Uh, thousands of fans gathered in Sturgis, South Dakota, where they have their big biker thing, uh, to watch Smash Mouth, Smash Mouth in concert despite ongoing coronavirus Smash pandemic. Smash Mouth. Smash Mouth. Smash Mouth. I want to start a Smash Mouth cover band called Smash Mouth. Smash Mouth. Somebody that is so fun me. to say. Yeah, it's pretty fun to say. <laughs> All right, anyway, he says, um, the show on Sunday, August 9th, part of this year's Sturgis Motorcycle Rally, a 10-day festival estimated to attract 250,000 motorcycle enthusiasts. Uh, the festival featured motorcycle sh- motorcycle shows and roller derby. That's where the uh, uh, the people get in the circle and they and they do future sport, basically, right? <laughs> so I have a neighbor across the street mm-hmm. used to go every year to Sturgis, and he said he's not going to go this year because of uh, the pandemic. But but um, he's a regular, and we almost went with him one year just to see what it was like because it's it seemed like just mayhem. Yeah, plus those bikes just all rolling at once and just making all that noise and yeah, and and just this cool. town just completely overrun by uh dudes wearing leather and having mutton chop beards and you know all that stuff it seems fun to me mm-hmm. uh, i don't know why i'm not it's not even really my jam but uh I, I don't know why but it seems like a fun energy i'm not sure i would want to do it now but no no definitely not right now but but it's like it's like burning man or that that uh, mad max thing that they did in the desert you'd like to go once just to see what it's like, but maybe not make it an annual thing. Just yeah. to see. Well, here's the deal. Okay. Uh, so they the the big the big concert poll was was Smash Mouth, of course. Yeah, because that's what you're gonna do anyway. Somebody <clears throat> once told me you're all getting coroni. Coroni. <laughs> <laughs> Caroni, sorry, got, please, please continue. I, it just came to me and I couldn't stop it. No, it, I love it, it. it. I love it. Don't. That's great. We're gonna. I, I got like, the like fart. Yeah, I want to be a little. I want to be a little corn cob pipe, little old man with like a overalls and no shirt on. <laughs> You're getting the Caroni. Yeah, you hear what happened? I hear up the street they done got the Caroni. <laughs> oh, that's great. Um, all right, let's see where was I? Oh, uh, so these are the other acts, by the way. Uh, Smash Mouth, Trapped, Buck Cherry. Drowning Pool, Night Ranger. <laughs> oh, Night Ranger! I know. Reverend yeah. Horton Heat, Lit, oh. Thirty Eight Special. Hold on, loosely. Let go. Uh, Quiet Riot was there, probably playing their one hit. Yeah, come on, feel the noise. Cover even. Oh, it is. It is. Slade did the original. Come on, feel the noise, and they covered it. I'm having a memory that you've told me this. Before. I might have, yeah. but they had a secondary hit with uh, "Bang Your Head." Metal Health will drive you mad. Yeah, that's right. That was a terrible title song. track from that album. Which this I don't know if I've told you. I have that album on vinyl over in the other room, and it's got a miss. It's it was mislabeled at the vinyl factory, I guess, 
One side says Quiet Riot Metal Health. The other side says Barbara Streisand Memories. That's amazing. I will never get rid of that thing for that reason. <laughs> Brian, you should cherish that always. I will, absolutely. I'm jealous of that. That's so great. <laughs> it's the greatest thing. I have their tape somewhere. I bought the tape in the 80s, and I still have yeah. it somewhere. But uh, yeah, Quiet Riot, they, they sucked. They were not good. Oh, and Big Skillet. Don't want to leave them out. They were in there. Oh, as well. Big Skillet. Yeah, Big, big Skillet. Skillet. Yeah, they called me that. That was my wrestling name for a couple of years. <laughs> that's what you. Uh, yeah. That's what you put over the Reverend Horton Heat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> At first, it was my wrestling name. Then it became my to wrestling cook up move. Your buck cherry. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Got to cook your buck cherry. You got to drown it in the pool. It's all good. <laughs> According to the event's website, organizers encouraged attendees to follow CDC pandemic guidelines and promised the hand sanitizer would be readily available throughout the park. Guests were also told they would need to have a mask with them upon entering the venue. However, footage of the concert showed little in the way of social distancing or face coverings. Uh, there is now footage uh, out there of Smash Mouth frontman Steve Harwell saying this on microphone. We're all here together tonight. F that COVID shit. <laughs> That's the the best part is the uh, the 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 dichotomy of those two sentences. Yeah, we're all here together tonight. Yeah, f that COVID shit. Yeah, perfect, right? <laughs> perfect. Uh, anyway, I don't know if that oh, would be that concert's crazy. probably not worth it. But uh, the bike stuff sounds cool, and I guess in 2019 yeah. there were almost 500,000 people there, so 250 is like mm -hmm. half, I guess. Yeah. But um. Man, imagine half a million people taking your town over for a couple of days. That's just nuts. I know. I know. I think I think the people who live in Sturgis either are big, you know, like big parts of this, like they either, you know, come out and enjoy it and revel with everybody, or they just lock their doors and stay inside for 72 hours mm -hmm. and pray for it all to go away. Right. <laughs> and I will be, I'm willing to bet you this. Frontman, Smash Mouth frontman Steve Harwell and the rest yeah. of his band Probably yeah. got up, said that, performed a bunch of songs everyone thinks they like. Sure. And then Might left. Well be walking on the moon. Yep. And then they Precise. left. <laughs> then they left yeah. without talking to anybody because F that COVID shit is what I'm thinking, right? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So big talk on stage. It's kind of like when any performer goes, our favorite city is Detroit will come here every year. We love Detroit. Like, no, they say that everywhere they go. Like the Simpsons did that joke where they, the Spinal Tap guys had it written on their hand. On the back of the guitar. Like they flipped the guitar. Oh, yeah, they're like, printed on the back. You guys, we love you, Springfield. <laughs> That's okay. right. All right. Uh, let's see. What time is it? We got time for one quick one here. Actually, I'm going to. Cool. I'm going to save one of these for tomorrow, and then I'm going to get to the Colorado one here. Real okay. Quick. Oh, man. I can't wait. To, I hope you're doing this next one right here. I'll, I'll do I'll do the nurse one. You want the nurse right. one? Right. I want the nurse one. All right. Here it is. A nurse set off a fire alarm to see colleagues' breast bounce as she ran down the corridor. <laughs> <laughs> That's terrible. Why would you do that? That is terrible. Uh, senior nurse. Well, Sorry, and how did, it, how did it come out that this is why? This is the best part is like, even if he did that he or she did that uh for that reason did he explain that to the fire department <laughs> well mr uh fireman i was just hoping to see these boobs i just wanted to see these things yeah, i just wanted to see boobs a senior a senior a senior nurse senior nurse uh who set off an emergency alarm at the ward 
so he could watch a colleague's breast bounce as she ran down the corridor, her face is being struck off. Now, in Britain, that means, you know, fired. Right. Here, that means oh, something fa- weird. Struck off. Yeah, you're, you're going to be struck off. Wait, is that... Is that past, He's going to get binned. Is that pan, past tense for stroked off? No. <laughs> strike, strike off. Oh, now yeah. I just want stroking off. So that's the problem. There you go. That sounds all right. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Uh, Aaron Kibaja. 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 Aaron Kibaja. Kibaja was manager of the dementia ward at the, oh, that's even worse, at the Highbury Hospital in Nothing, Nottingham, rather. Nottingham. Nottingham. Yeah. Come on. Yeah, Nottingham. Where the, the Robin Hood was and all that. <laughs> exactly, yes. <clears throat> and acted inappropriately to four women between 2012 and 2016. In 2012, he pulled the alarm when there was no emergency and simulated breasts bouncing with his hands as he panicked, as a panicked colleague dashed down the hallway with her real breasts, I guess. What a douchebag. He simulated breasts bouncing with his hands. They're just now getting so to this, by the he way. Pulled the alarm and went, hey, hey, hey. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm visualizing by that description. Oh, that's all they gave us. There's not much to go on. Yeah. That's funny. That visual the video? Yeah. Oh, who's the guy? Oh, is there? Drinking a Coke. Yeah. He's he's why would you do this? Also, this is 2012. Why did it take him so long to like get this guy in trouble? Like, get him in trouble oh, earlier no than this. Yeah, but he's just now paying for it. Oh, you know what? This was posted on the 18th or 2018. 18th of- <laughs> 2018. All right. Oh, you know hey, we're just getting look, to it. Yeah, we missed it on TMS when it first happened. We we always pay our debts. So that's what that is. <laughs> it kind of was bunny foo foo. All right, we're going to take a break. When we come back, Bill Duran will be with us for a bit. We'll also talk to Justin Robert Young, but we can't do any of it without a song Brian has prepared in the laboratory. Brian, what is it? Scott, how do you get to Carnegie Hall? I just want to ask you, how do you get to Carnegie Hall? I-15, take it east. That's all I got. I have not. I sure. Know. Well, the, the, the actual joke is practice. Oh, and um, and there was a long stall to get to this place. Yeah. Uh, the band is called Practice. It's the side project of Michael Tapper, former drummer of We Are Scientists, Yellow Ostrich, Bishop Allen, and Fool's Gold. He's got his own project right now. Uh, he is from New York City, and so he he you know he probably knows the way to get to Carnegie Hall as well. But mm. uh, the band is called Practice. Uh, There's a new debut single called Sleep in My Clothes. Um, the song and the video, if you want to see it online, both made pre 2020 madness, yet the themes of isolation and self quarantine root it maybe a little bit too much into current reality. Here is the band practice with the song Sleep in My Clothes.
let's talk about Pitney Bowes, our good pals at Pitney Bowes. Been with us for a long time. Really like these guys with Pitney Bowes and SendPro Online from Pitney Bowes. You can simply print your postage stamps and shipping labels even when you're working remotely. There's a lot of that going on right now. For as low as $4.99 a month, you'll have access to discounts up to 40%. That's off of USPS Priority Mail and now up to 62% off UPS daily rates. Plus, for being a Morning Stream listener, you receive a 30-day free trial to get started and a free 10-pound scale to ensure that you're never going to overpay. Print shipping labels and stamps whenever you need. And saving that money, I mean, holy holy heck, 62% off UPS second-day air services. That's just, that's, that's amazing. Schedule package pickups, track shipments from departure to arrival, Save five cents on every first class letter and up to 40% off USPS priority mail. Again, starting at $4.99 a month, that's $4.99 a month. You can calculate that exact postage online, get access to the mobile app to ship and track packages on the go, print right from your PC, and avoid the post office. Go to pb.com slash TMS to access this special offer for the free 30-day trial plus a free 10-pound scale to get started. That's pb.com slash TMS. Experience your savings in your shipping costs with a free trial of Simpro online from Pitney Bowes. If I could record the action of the point and then send the point over the same surface again, I saw no reason why the thing Mary had a little lamb, its fleece was white as snow, and everywhere that Mary went, the lamb was sure to go. Use your credit card. The Morning Stream. We just wanted more fish. They wouldn't give us any more fish. That was trippy, man. Trippy. Yeah, some some 80s uh, trippy sounding trip core. Yeah, a little wall of sound business going on there. Felt like I was going to drift off into happy spaces. <laughs> <clears throat> All right, everybody. Uh, we are back at it, and uh, we're going to call a couple of our good buddies today. Yeah. Uh, I have to add them, though, so hold on. 10-4 good buddies. Good buddies. 10-4 good buddies. 10-4. That's 104 good buddies on their way in <laughs> right now. So now I do this. Where is it? Your bat cave's open there, Bill. Bill Duran comes to us from the Pacific Northwest, specifically Seattle or thereabouts. And he is a guy who makes stuff and also uh, comes on the show on Tuesdays and talks about making things and helping each other make things. Uh, Bill, good morning. Hello. Good morning. I've uh, I've been making a lot of things in Animal Crossing. Mm. <laughs> I saw your uh, uh, your your studio or your uh, your shop. It looked uh, it looks amazing. Nice nice work. Yes. Yeah. Uh, oh, so, uh, since I'm late to the party on everything, I started playing Animal Crossing like two weeks ago, and it turns out it's really great. Mm -hmm. uh, and continuing the tradition I'm making it during quarantine of uh, recreating my workshop in Minecraft, uh, recreating my workshop in The Sims. Uh, I recreated my workshop in 
Animal Crossing. It's the right uh, thing to do, dude. It really See, is. Yeah. A lot tougher because you're you're limited to just the things that you get DIYs for and things you can buy in the store and, and stuff. Yeah. I think the game so far that has given me the most flexibility has been The Sims. But there's something really fun and adorable about finding... Like, I had, I spent the last two weeks specifically collecting things for my workshop in <laughs> Animal Crossing. And there's something kind of fun about that, too. Yeah. yeah. It looks great. Do, it looks very, very good. You've got corkboard and everything. Or not corkboard. Oh, is yeah. that stuff called? Uh, pegboard. Wall? Pegboard, yeah. yeah. That's hard to get. I On uh, Twitter, um, I shared my dream address. If anyone has the game and they want it, you can actually go run around and check out my island if you want. So yeah. if you you go, wreck it, too, without causing any damage to your no, room. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. Yeah. Yeah, that dream thing is a welcome thing because uh, previous to this, you, you know, you got a range of time and then you got to come over and then you can't really do yeah. anything while someone visits. Right. And so it's very nice. Yep. But yeah, you kind of killed cool. it. You've even got like cosplay costumes lined up on the walls. And so I know. And I've added more since then. I've got so much more stuff. <laughs> that's great. I anyway, that's not the that's not actually the thing I wanted to talk about today. I have even bigger than that Whoa. Ooh, big news All big right. news everyone mm -hmm. big news so we launched a new book mm -hmm. kind of a big deal foam smith 3 the third book in our trilogy isn't that a great word i want is it. it is that this book right here that's it bill could be brian's holding it up that looks it like it that's, yeah is that it's you the inside first... there is that you in the helmet that's actually me. It's the first book of mine with me on the cover. Nice. I think it's Rob, actually. It, that would have been a pretty good joke. That would have been a great actually, joke. I really wanted to. Uh, I really wanted me to be on the cover. Oh, I yeah. would love that. That's too funny. Uh, yeah. No, this, congratulations. Uh, I've been working hard on it, so it's nice to. And oh, this yeah. cover piece is amazing. This uh, this helmet. Yeah. Yeah. Very nice. Uh, Super cool. So we've been working on this. I've been putting it together kind of for the last couple of years, but we've been so stuck in video making video mode that we haven't been able to finish this book we've had a couple of starts and stops on it but finally in the last few months we've spent a lot of our home time working on this thing uh both Brittany and i yeah uh, and we're super super proud of how it was, how it came out this is by far our best book um best looking best information uh and it was complete it's completely self-published yeah that's awesome uh, I don't know how how much people are aware of what that really means compared to like traditional publishing, um, but I'll give you a quick rundown. All right. So obviously, obviously, I wrote all the words and I, I took all the photos, right? But that's only a part of what it takes to make a book into a real book that Brian can hold in his hands. Yeah. Uh, Brittany did all of the editing and the layout on it, uh, like the cover and and all that. Um, she also did the behind-the-scenes work to work with our printing company so that we could get physical copies printed and delivered to our shop. And now we have a pallet that's like a 1,500-pound pallet of books in our shop. Uh, but the other massive part of the self-publishing thing when it comes to printing books is it was completely self-funded. We paid for all of it. Mm -hmm. uh, all the books that we got uh, delivered, just we paid out of pocket for them, and we're just banking on people buying enough to cover it. Uh, and for uh, comparison, the books we ordered cost more than our car. So it's not an insignificant <laughs> amount of money. <laughs> no, you probably had a minimum and all that stuff too, right? You can't just yeah, do yeah. three of them. Yeah. Um, yeah. For uh, for the printing we do, um, a thousand books is about the minimum. And we for this book, we bought 2,000 books. Mm. Uh, we got a better deal because we got more on offset printing. 
but it was still you know a ton of money but but that's how we operate and the the upside is that we make all of the profit um, so when you buy something from our store at punishprops.com shop uh 100 of the money goes to us right it's not like part going to amazon part going to paypal part right, going to right. whatever it's just going to you um which is really really amazing which means if anyone ever buys anything from our store you can know that um it's it's directly 100 supporting uh everything that we do no middleman that's cool yeah Way to now, do it. now by comparison a 30 dollars book like ours um if it was uh published through a publisher when you buy one we might make like two or three bucks on that sale yeah, right yeah. or even less in a lot of cases right. and they're banking on selling you know making the new york times bestseller list and moving you know a hundred thousand copies or whatever uh, we don't work in that scale so working completely self-published and funding it ourselves and getting a bigger the biggest part of the pie means we can actually make it work yeah mm-hmm. so that's that's the that's the self-publishing life nice uh you you don't have to uh if you're going to do something like that yourself you don't have to do printed books we did ebooks for a long long time because there's no upfront cost which was amazing yeah yeah e-books but the are... people the people want paper yeah the they want, want they want the book. physical thing it's like it's like you know so i'm holding in my hand my f- first self-published book which is my compilation of comics for uh, 14 years or whatever yes. it was and um similar process all the stuff you just described we we did the same thing um, but, uh, what, what always blew my mind is everything in here, except for some commentary where I put some notes and stuff is stuff people could get on the web. You just go find these comics and read them. They're all there. They're, mm-hmm. you know, certainly at the time they were even more organized in one place. Yet this is what, I mean, people want a physical thing sometimes. Yeah. And yeah. I'm really glad. Here's the thing though. Make sure if you're doing something like this right now, hurry up and ship it all because shipping's about to get weird. <laughs> right it's about to get real oh, weird yeah. especially international it's gonna get real funky yeah. so hurry up and ship them all bill but get them out is what i'm we, saying uh, yeah we wanted to get um for example we wanted to get um copies we have foamsmith one and foamsmith two in uh i think i'd have to double check but at one point we sent a bunch of them across the pond to the uk so that people could order them from amazon over there uh right now sending a big old heavy pile of books across the pond is just ridiculously expensive outrageous um so we weren't able to currently get books over to the uk for that now people can still order them from our website it's the shipping's just really expensive and that's that's just the the state of the world right now yeah um so they are all available um uh, but that's just that's what it costs to ship stuff across seas yeah it's expensive and it's probably gonna get a little worse before it's and the weirder the country the more expensive it is to get it there like canada australia uk no problem then you start getting to like belgium uh 28 dollars to ship something to belgium yeah it's not a weird weird country but it's weird it's it's weird how the shipping yeah it's very weird i've sent i sent a a bunch of four by six cards just in envelopes uh to people who just bought these these limited run prints i did and in the states it's like a stamp no big deal right for shipping mm-hmm. to send something to the Europe. I was like something ridiculous. It was like half the, it was like five bucks or something. Oh yeah. And they paid six bucks for the, for the thing. So it was like, yeah. it's just no getting we, around it. I hate, I hate how that works, but I, I sent, um, we, uh, we got a, a trilogy. So three bucks, um, and like a knife 
we sent to Italy, it was $65 to ship it to Italy. Good Lord. Wow. Yeah, yeah. That's a lot. Have you ever had anybody uh, send you something and they held it in customs and made you pay extra for it? Or ever had that happen to one of your things you shipped? Yeah, that's happened to things I've shipped. Yeah, it's the worst. Because I'll it get really an email is. from somebody going, yeah, I ordered this uh, $15 thing from you, but they're holding it there saying I'm owing, I owe them 60 or something. And I'm like, what is this racket you guys are running yeah. over there? This customs racket. It's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Anyway. So, so the book uh, is all about making foam headgear, helmets, masks, crowns, all of that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, and what's really great is that in the years since so the last book came out four years ago, um, Foam Smith 2. And in the those years, we have access to new materials, uh, foam clay, um, really nice sheets of foam, foam dowels. Uh, all sorts of stuff, and I was able to include all that, all those new materials in this book. Uh, yeah, you even you even go into detail about the foam, the head, um, the project that uh, that I started tackling. I'm going to finish up uh, at some point, but the creating the foam head that's mm-hmm. uh, a great starter thing for doing helmets around it. Yep, totally getting your own head form. Super important for this kind of work. Yeah, uh, we cover a bunch of advanced techniques. Um, I teach how to make a pattern from scratch, which is probably the hardest part. Yeah. Uh, but I also included three free patterns so that you can print those out and follow along with the three example builds, including that dwarven Lord of the Rings style helmet I have on the cover there. So uh, there's a couple of uh, three uh, projects in there. One of them is a really simple crown if you're looking for something to get a basic thing to get started on. But then there are a couple more that are a little more advanced that will really push people Try some new techniques, including some sculpting with foam clay, which is really neat. Dude, look at you smithing. You're really smithing with with foam here. Oh, yeah. 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 That's fantastic. All right. Well, uh, definitely uh, worth grabbing. Uh, I assume PunishProps.com is the best place to go grab the link and get it and buy it. Yes. That is the only recommendation I have today. PunishProps.com slash shop. You'll see everything right there. Uh, it would mean the world to both Brittany and I if you guys went and checked that out. And uh, even if you're not into this stuff, probably have a friend who is. And if you would just share the the book or the trilogy with someone who's getting into cosplay or thinking about it, that would be amazing. Yeah. I, I personally believe, stand behind this 100%, that this trilogy is every ounce of knowledge I know about making props and costumes out of foam. And... Uh, it's, that is not insubstantial. <laughs> yeah. Well, if you, cool. if you want to see how the story ends, read all three books. So you see where our character Bill ends up. By the <laughs> it's a great yeah. story arc. <laughs> yeah. Strong trilogy. Uh, all right. Excellent Aww. stuff, dude. That's very cool. Uh, go check it out. Punishprops.com is the place to do it. It's Bill Duran, everybody. Oh, you, do you have a bonus thing today? I forgot that. No, nah, just, just the book. All right. Just the book. Hey, cool. guys. Just the book. All right? Just the book. It's a bonus and the main thing we're talking about. Ah, it's my dog. All right. Sorry, my dog just walked in. Bill Duran, everybody. Chinbeard on Twitter. We'll see you soon. Rainer, what, what smells like vagina in here? Yeah. <laughs> that is Rainer's voice. Here, do you smell this? What do you think of this? Okay, let's see what her reaction is. Do you not like that? Oh, she does not like that. Wow. All right. She, she turned tail and head that other direction. <laughs> Ooh, what you got here? <laughs> Okay, Raggy. Okay. <laughs> All right. Justin Robert Young entering the phase we uh, we know as him answering the call. Okay? That's yes. how it works. Just like 
Ghostbusters, he's answering the call. That's right. These are their stories. Oh, I'm terrible with names. It's Justin Robert Young joining us from uh, his home office slash studio in Oakland, California. Justin, welcome back to the show. How are you? Oh, uh, I'm I'm excited to be here, friends. Mm. What's what's shaking? Oh, I was really hoping we'd have breaking vice <laughs> president news. Right, running mate announcement news. Yeah. Sometime between now and 2025, Joe Biden <laughs> will announce his <laughs> We're almost positive. I'm almost positive stepping out on the limb and saying between now and the heat death of the universe, he'll let us know who Some, is somewhere in very, there. very, very predictable vice president is going to be. So do you, okay, so your current prediction is uh, Kamala Harris. Do I have that right? Or am I it's thinking? It's not a prediction, to quote Paul Heyman, the professional wrestling advocate. Uh, it's a spoiler. It's oh, going to gotcha. be her. Okay. It was always going to be her. It uh, was never going to be anyone else. Okay, so you, so, so no chance of anybody else, you're saying. Uh, no, I, well, all right. So there's a few things that has kind of led me to this position. Number one, realistically, there's not been anybody with the same kind of, uh, buzz and assurity that kind of permeates around Kamala Harris. Number two, you haven't really seen Kamala Harris fight for it. Like there's not been, she hasn't Mm -hmm. gone on a lot of television shows. She hasn't done a lot of stuff to kind of bolster why she should be the pick she just kind of is she Mm -hmm. just uh exists and floats out in the ether which makes me think that there's not a lot to fight about the only time that you ever really saw there be anything that you could assume was maybe a little uh cloak and dagger pro kamala stuff was when there was another black female Karen Bass, who wound up getting floated. She's the head of the, the, the Congressional uh, Black Congress. She's also from California. And boy, howdy, did the wolves come out for her real quick. Really? Like, we got within 24 hours, it was like left hand, right hand, jab. You were in uh, uh, Cuba f- physically to uh, be a fan of Fidel Castro. Uh, right hand, bah! Uh, you opened a Scientology center in Los Angeles and we have you on tape. Like it was real quick. And then she said, Oh, I was only opening the Scientology center, uh, because it was in my district. I gotcha. Bah, another one right in the nose. (laughs) No, it wasn't in your district. She had to walk that back. So it's like, that was really the only time that I think that there was any, I do think that there is a very virulent battle within California politics, some of whom are on Kamala Harris's side, some of whom really hate Kamala Harris. Uh, And I think that's partly where that came from. Mm. Uh, But the other pick that right now is running neck and neck with Kamala Harris in in the prediction markets is Susan Rice. She is the former uh, UN ambassador for the Obama administration. She was going to be the Secretary of State after Hillary left, uh, and then that got derailed because of how she handled Benghazi. She oh, was right. the she yeah. was the person that was out there uh, first explaining that Benghazi was because a YouTube video. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. Remember that? Yeah, I remember that. Well, that was a silly time. That was yeah. a, <laughs> that was a silly time. Yeah. Uh, so interesting. Okay, so 
I kind of, from the very beginning, my if I was going to put money down, I was going to say Kamala Harris, just because she seemed like a, I don't know, it's the kind of pick you'd make, right? Like you got well, es- yeah. the establishment Democrat freaking Joe Biden, who's as close to middle of the road as you're going to get. Uh, and then you would expect him to pick, go somewhere where it's like, all right, we could have our first female vice president. We could also have our first female black vice president. Um, like there's a lot of there's a lot mm-hmm. of progressive value in that choice. I would I would think um, maybe there was with Pete Buttigieg, but he he'll probably end up in the administration in some form. Um, but everyone out of everybody else, I like there was nobody else that really jumped to mind. Like I I kind of thought maybe uh, what's Warren, her name Elizabeth Warren Elizabeth Warren a little bit Elizabeth yeah, Warren is is up there although is. So let's let's understand what has already been said. Joe Biden said that uh, in his last debate with Bernie Sanders that there uh, he was going to pick a female vice president. Like that was oh, right. so right. boys, you're you're out. Yeah, I forgot uh, about that. And so that is part of it. The other side is that now it's also become a thing that okay, well, since Kamala Harris has been the front runner. And Susan Rice is getting mentioned, and Karen Bass is getting mentioned. There was a very pointed backlash to the idea that Gretchen Whitmer, the governor of Michigan, would be the pick who is a white woman, mm-hmm. or Elizabeth Warren would probably face similar backlash that you can't float out that it's going to be a black woman over and over and over again and then make it a white woman. Right. Like mm-hmm. that, that mm-hmm. is. That is another um, another another thing. The, the other the other big issue is that uh, Kamala Harris has kind of been vetted. Uh, mm-hmm. She went through a presidential campaign where people look under every rug in your house and try to find everything. And uh, the stuff that was found uh, has made Kamala Harris a persona non grata on the progressive side. Uh, she was the attorney general of California before she became the senator. So she's somebody that has been on the side of the law, both in that position, as well as the attorney general of San Francisco, which was her position before that. But, uh, you know, th- there's not going to be a whole lot of surprises. People know that she was in a relationship with Willie Brown. Uh, people know that she uh, had these issues with uh, imprisoning people for drug charges. People know that uh, she had uh, a tree you know, the transgender community is not a huge fan of, of Kamala Harris, mm. but for the Biden campaign, which is in my opinion, extremely risk averse mm-hmm. the the Biden campaign sees no possible risk that they don't want to avoid a candidate that is as vetted as she could be. That is a black woman who's famous is always going to be the safe space. Right. Mm-hmm. I think you're right. Um, I didn't really look at it from that angle, but I think that's totally right. Nobody else, everybody else has, uh, at least on the, you know, sticking with the narrative, of it will be a woman and uh, it will she will be black, you know, like this expectation. She's, she's fitting all the criteria that you're talking about, plus the vetting possibilities. Uh, to me, it would be a shocker if suddenly he stood up and said, "Andrew Yang is my new vice." Mm-hmm. You know, whatever. Well, by the way, of Andrew Yang, yeah, he's not. He's throwing enough, some shade. Little subtweet I saw today. He's like not happy. He's not on that speaking list or whatever, right? Or what's the deal with him? 
So he's hinted that he, that he got offered the VP slot once. Whoa, really? <laughs> must have been very early on. Damn, uh, yeah, no, he he was very. I think he felt that he had a kinship to Joe Biden at some point during the campaign, uh, and he felt that Joe Biden very much wanted to listen to him. Uh, Joe Biden said nice things about Andrew Yang and he insinuated when Joe Biden made the announcement that his vice president was going to be a woman, that that was a bit of a surprise to him because <laughs> I think he thought maybe he'd get mentioned at the very least kind of boost uh, his stock a little bit. Yeah. Uh, but now the democratic speaking list has come out and there is nary a Yang to be seen <laughs> mm -hmm. uh and he is uh and he went to twitter with it yeah he said uh, i'm trying to find the actual tweet where did it go he said he said i'll be honest i expected to speak oh there it is i kind of yeah he says i've got to be honest i kind of expected to speak uh he put up like what 9 30 this morning or 9 45 this morning yeah he he seems uh what's the word for this uh so butthurt <laughs> is it butthurt i guess so I, I mean, uh, yeah, uh, 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 man, you play in these big league games and like Andrew Yang was all right here. You want to know what? Go. You want to know why you stay in a race forever, even when it's very clear that you have no shot. All right. You stay in a race forever when it's very clear that you have no shot because you want to get on the record promises. You don't want to give anyone anything mm. until you get things that are kind of on the record yeah. so uh i would be very interested to interview andrew yang and ask him i mean if he were to be honest about it and say why wouldn't you just stay in mm. like you always were gonna have a message that was different than everybody else uh as it turned out he got out in new hampshire the second week of february if he would have stayed in another three weeks, the coronavirus shutdowns would have happened and his uh, universal basic income message, I think, would have resonated on a far different level oh, than it did yeah. when it was theoretical. I didn't think of that. That would have been different. Uh, now, beyond whether or not the people would have thought that he was a more acceptable candidate, I never think that he would have really made a lot of uh, headway in terms of taking the top position yeah. but yeah. certainly might have put himself in a pete and amy uh a, a pete and amy position to maybe get out right when the getting's good for the right endorsement mm. he also just like willy-nilly endorsed joe biden on cnn like yeah. there, there's there's some stuff where i i wonder if he looks at it now and says man rookie moves by me well rookie i mean you can't are... trust these people to give you like you can't just be nice and have them say thank you we're gonna think about that down the road no it, everything's got to be a gunpoint in politics it, tur it turns out you know very high success great success in business doesn't always equal uh political acumen right like you you see these kind right. of mistakes on uh, with a lot of different kinds of candidates that come from something other than political upbringing and you can see the difference it's stark um i get why you know, even in this, in the case of Trump, I get why Trump voters would gravitate toward this sense of, oh, he's not a politician. He comes from 
the business world and forgetting all the, you know, the, the details about his business world. But for just a second, just this idea that your candidate is not usual Washington, you know, it's the, it's that age old yeah. thing. And it yeah. felt like Yang could have really been one of those guys and it, and was one of those guys. But were it not just for a couple of sort of, like you said, rookie mistakes, he would have hung in longer, been a no, bigger no, no, voice no, no. for longer. He, I mean, like, I think he punched above his weight. That dude went from guy on the couch to guy we're having this conversation about in August, right? Yeah. Like, that is, let me let me take nothing away from Andrew Yang. Yeah. Like, that guy way overperformed. Uh, uh, he established himself as a national political figure, and to do that within a calendar year is amazing, yeah. and he should be commended for that. The, the, the difference is once you level up, Hey, you could be, it's great that you went from high school to the pros, but now you're getting waxed by all these people that have been doing it for a very, very long time. And you got to adjust to the speed of the game. Yeah. Yeah. That's, and I think that's, that's really the big difference, but I don't know. I really liked Andrew Yang. I could have, could have stood to see him do more or go further or whatever. And maybe he still can, but I don't know if getting on Twitter going, I really expected to speak is the right tack to take. I don't know. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, oh no, I don't know. I don't think it hurts him. I mean, because, look, if there's one thing that he, he probably understands more than ever now is that the Democratic Party doesn't care unless you take everything by gunpoint. And so, like, you have to have a mob. Mm. Uh, look, the, the Democratic Party has a, a crisis on their hands in terms of where they want to go uh, ideologically. Yeah. Like, this has been, this is clear tonight. Tonight we're going to have a primary in... Michigan, where Ilhan Omar, who is among one of the most famous uh, uh, Congress women, uh, is going to face a very stiff primary where she got outspent double. Uh, I think it was like five million dollars spent by her opposition in a Democratic primary race in uh, uh, Minnesota to end her political career effectively, and that's because there is a war in the Democratic Party about exactly how progressive they want to be and the Elhan Omars and AOCs and Rashida Tlaibs and Bernie Sanders, who's technically still not a part of the party, uh, want to make it a far more progressive institution than the Joe Bidens and Amy Klobuchar's, uh, and, and even to a certain extent, Elizabeth Warren's, mm. um, the, what, what they have to, uh, uh reckon with is exactly where they want to go and how they want to message that. Yeah. Well, it's going to be an interesting couple of months. I can tell you that. And if they announce that like today or sometime this week, then it's kind of on, right? I'm, I'm done, man. I've been calling the, I've been calling <laughs> for this thing to be done for two weeks. I mean, especially yeah. because it's going to be so lame when it's Kamala. And it's like, she could have done this forever. Why? <laughs> Wait. Yeah. Like, why? Why are you waiting? Because now... I, it blew my mind they didn't do it at the end of last week or the, or last weekend, mostly because they could have. This could have been the entire week where we celebrate Kamala Harris. Well, but to what like, benefit though? Is it why? Why is it better to know sooner than later? Like, what does it? Why does it actually matter? Because I actually don't know why it matters. But when they tell us when she's going to be, you know. Well, there's a couple the reasons. Number one, uh, you want the conversation to be about what you want to talk about. Yeah. So, uh, if Kamala Harris is your announcement 
and it's historic. It'll be the first time that a black woman is on a major party ticket. Then that means that Kamala Harris is now going to go on every television show and radio show that that you want to put her on. While she is there doing that, she can push the narrative that you want to be about this week and this campaign. Like that this is messaging 101, block and tackle. Everybody's listening. She gets to talk about exactly what you want them to talk about. There's very few times that you're going to get uh, the opportunity to say exactly what you want. Mm. And an announcement press tour is one of those times. So if you do that now, you effectively are going to have, or Wednesday, as, as the speculation was from the New York Times report last night, that means you get Thursday and Friday. And even then, you're butting right up against the Democratic National Convention when you had the you had the world's attention anyway. Mm-hmm. So it's like, okay, yeah, layer on the fact that there's a vice presidential announcement. Uh, Tim Kaine got, not, got announced by Hillary Clinton two days before the co- convention last time, but he was a boring Ned Flanders ass. Who cares, right? <laughs> Kamala Harris is supposed to be historic. Yeah, no, that's a good point. <laughs> Ned Flanders, who cares? That's amazing. Uh, oh, he said like three words in Spanish, and we were like, "Look, that white guy speaks Spanish." And then we all moved on. <laughs> yeah, Tim Kaine didn't really leave it much of a dent. No question about it. Um, all right, this is all great. Uh, now, if if Justin's wrong, I'm not saying you're going to be wrong. I think it will be Kamala Harris. But let's just say, in the off chance your prediction yeah. is wrong, yeah, like Game Five of the 1989 NBA championship. Everybody was sure Detroit was going to walk away with it. <laughs> Somebody just watched a, a basketball documentary. Yeah, exactly. I just am, in case you don't I, follow Scott on Twitter. I, yeah. I am obsessed with that damn thing. I was so into that stuff back then. Anyway, uh, if you're wrong, what do you want to do on the show that's just slightly embarrassing? It's your choice. You can do whatever you want. What do you want to do? Oh, I got to do a thing on this show? On I feel like show. I already have a thing on my show. I don't remember it, though. But um, Oh, really? Do you, oh, you, you have do a, already? <laughs> a promise you made on politics, politics, politics? I can't, I can't remember. So I'm sure somebody will remind me. Um, but no, I've been chesty about this one for months. Like, I think you're going to be right. This is not anything that I have. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, uh, 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 it can be anything. You could say, oh, I'll eat a... Um, Ooh, shave his beard, Dan Wally says. Ooh, I don't know if I'd even make you do that, though. Will I, I shave my beard? Because that is a sexy... Well, you grow it back It might have been like Ashley in the chat room that suggested that. Isn't it like a day? Like, oh, no, Ashley likes the beard. Ashley oh, doesn't she does. like okay. it when... Yeah. Well, mostly because the beard right now is, is uh, you know, moisturized and soft. Oh, downy soft. You know, when it, when it has to grow back, it. it gets a little... Uh, gets a little... But uh, you've got... You grow prickly. hair like a freaking Chia Pet. You'd have it back in a day. Right? Oh no, yeah. No, no, no. I grow hair like Teen Wolf. It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's very very fast. <laughs> Wait, Michael J. Fox Teen Wolf or Jason Bateman Teen Wolf? Which one? Uh no, the MTV yeah, one. Oh, the MTV yeah, one yeah, drama. Yeah, okay. MTV. I was going to say well, I, I, I've never, out Teen Wolf. <laughs> yeah, I've never seen that. So, but but I assume that the Teen Wolf concept uh, goes the same way. Yeah. Also, troubling racial allegories to Teen Wolf. I should probably stop using that metaphor. I've used that metaphor forever because everybody laughs when I say it, but yeah, uh, yeah. yeah trouble tr- trouble, othering uh, yeah. in uh, a little in bit. Teen Wolf. A little bit, but hey, it's 2020. Let, it, let your flag fly. 
Uh, Justin Robert Young is uh, our guest, of course, and he often does other cool things on the internet. Would you like to tell people about anything particular this week so that we can get them over looking at you and give you their eyeballs? Absolutely. So uh, we are two things I want to plug. Number one, the stream twitch.tv slash Justin R. Young. Not only are we doing stuff Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, 1 p.m. Eastern or yeah, 1 p.m. Eastern time to 4 p.m. Eastern time, but also uh, we are no 3 p.m. No. I, I screwed up. Anyway, uh, <laughs> it, 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 it 10 to noon Pacific is when when I'm live Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday. Right. Uh, but also, I will be for the next uh, two weeks after this, be covering the conventions. So uh, next week is the Democratic convention. The week after that is the Republican convention. God knows what these things are going to look like. We have never seen conventions that look like this. And I can't imagine anybody that you would want to watch these more with to break them down than me. I am. I got some surprises in terms of the set for everybody. Uh, it is going to be awesome. I'm very, very excited about it. I'm putting some work into it. So it is going to be a very good time. Uh, go ahead and check out twitch.tv slash Justin R. Young. And this Friday on the Politics, Politics, Politics program, we are doing our back to school special. So we have interviews with experts, interviews with uh, parents. We have a Q and a uh, or sorry, uh, uh, emails from uh, uh, listeners to the show that are parents and teachers about what they're going through. So if this is something that has affected your life as anybody with uh, school age kids, uh, uh, has uh, been affected by it, mm -hmm. then I think that this is going to be a great uh, exploration of what is, I think, an extraordinarily challenging topic. Yeah, I think so too. No one better to handle it than Justin Robert Young. Justin R. Young on Twitter. Justin, have a good one. We'll see you later. See ya. Thank you, Bye now. Bye. All right, Brian. Yeah. That brings us to the part of the show where we have to get out of here. But before we do... Yeah. Couple of quick emails. Some fan service, first of all. Oh, I gotta play the th thing. Please play it. Yeah, Please. I want fan service. This is from so well edited. <laughs> it's. I mean, look, it's a science at this point. <laughs> Shane Maddox wrote in. Such a great name, Shane. Shane uh, Maddox, right? He says, "Hey, Samwise and Boromir." Hey, if you're Boromir, let me think for a minute. Uh -huh. You're the one that uh -huh. got a whole bunch of thick freaking arrows from those orcs at the end of the movie. Yeah. Don't you remind said, me. Because you can't simply walk into Mordor. <laughs> uh, anyway. No, and I die in everything is the problem. <laughs> yeah. Plus, I'm an irritating hobbit that wants to say tomatoes a lot and things like that. Exactly. exactly. Anyway, it says, I'm just wondering. If, <laughs> exactly. I'm just wondering if you might be able, or sorry, if you if if you might be able to point folks in the direction of my Twitch channel, TV Travis's. Uh, this is TV Travis, by the way. Did I mention that? I didn't. Oh, you said it was Shane. Isn't that isn't that his real name? No, no, you got it. You got to complete the sentence. Did I screw this up? No, <laughs> you got to complete Shane Maddox, the sentence. Shane Maddox wrote it in, but finish the sentence that begins with TV's Travis because. <laughs> You know, because this is not for TV's Travis. Brian, if I had a dollar for every time someone said, you've got to finish the sentence, I'd have at least $50. All right. 
I'm just wondering if you might be able to point folks in the direction of my Twitch channel. TV's Travis at twitch.tv slash TV's Travis has been an awesome inspiration by streaming his classic adventure games as of late. So I have decided to go back and play through my entire Myst collection. My there channel... You. Huh, what? What'd you say? I said, there you go. Oh, okay. My channel... It's, it's Shane Maddox's entire Myst yeah, collection. Yeah, totally coach. different guy. Uh, my sh- channel is at twitch.tv slash shave Maddox, M-A-D-O-X. So shave... Shave Maddox. Maddox. Thanks so much for all you do and continue to do and always stay safe, says Shane uh, Maddox. Stay safe. I love it. I love that that's, yep. that kind of catches on in little tiny bits and blobs here and there. So uh, Travis, stay safe. Travis, I'm an idiot. I'm, I apologize. I don't know why I was doing that. In my head, it was like, oh, have I always thought his name was Travis, but really it's Shane? Because you don't know it. Because you don't know with nicknames with the nicknames. What's funny is they competed against each other on ANTP, where you were a judge. You yeah, should know that they're two different people. But we didn't call them their fake names. We there, we called them TV's Travis. We totally did call them TV's Travis, but not on the regular, right? Wasn't yes, it just Travis? We, did. we called him. Well, maybe we called him just Travis. Yeah, but uh, we did call uh, the Jen the Jen all the time. We never called her anything but the Jen. Oh, that's true. But yeah, you know, internet. Uh, we live in the internet. It's hard. It's a hard place. So Shave Maddox is in the chat room. Are you going to read the books The the uh, as part of this? I guess you can't really do that on a live Twitch stream unless you read the books out loud. I but mean, you can, but... Uh, you can. Are there books for Mist? I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah, there were. There's several books. And I read the first one. I still good? have it in my, in my library somewhere around here. Um, I actually got it signed by Robin and Rand Miller, who came to the Tattered Cover Bookstore out here. Um, oh, cool. To talk about it and and talk about playing the the two brothers in the game. Is it good? The books? It is good. Yeah, they're very um, very swords and sorcery kind of thing. I mean, no dragons or anything like that, but they're they're good about you know these two brothers fighting and creating the um, these portals in books to go to different worlds and creating those worlds. And one of the brothers hides the these books from the other so that he can do these worlds all of his all on his own oh, interesting. and uh okay um and enslave the people who live there i think yeah what a weird uh thing i've only yeah and i've only played the first two missed games so i'd be curious shane uh shane to see see this because i actually have the third one and i've never played it surprise missed three um, exile uh, oh no i'm sorry i played exile oh, it did? was the most recent one that i that i kick-started and for whatever reason i haven't played it yet um Oh, but it that started even, about a year and a half ago, two years ago. Is that even out? Well, okay. So yeah, the, yeah, the, yeah. according to the website, the games that exist are uh, Mist, Riven, which is the second one. Riven was the two, yeah. Uh, Mist, Exile, or Three, Exile, then Uru, Beyond, uh, Ages Beyond Mist in 2003. That was like, and I think that was a, like an MMO, Uru. Like you could, yeah. it was an open world kind of thing where other people could go in. Yeah, it was a, not a successful effort. But yes, no, it did exist. Too bad. It was a clever idea, but yeah. Um, let's see. Mist Four Revelation came out in two thousand four. Mm. This was entirely made by Ubisoft. Um, let's see, and then Mist Five End of Ages in two thousand five. Then that says that's it. Is it hmm. another? There is a newer thing. What is the newer thing? Did they have um, to call it something different because they don't own the rights anymore? Abduction. Something? Oh. Uh, let's see. Uh, anticipation, SRA rights, da 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 da. 
Uh, launched a Kickstarter in April 18 to provide digital copies, seven games, well as back rewards, a linking book, LCD screen. Oh, that was a different thing. Oh, there it is. Kickstarter-based abduction. Well, abduction is narratively not linked to this. The game was considered by Rand Miller to be a spiritual successor oh, okay. to the Myth series. That makes sense. So, That makes sense. So abduction is the thing. But yeah, they had a book that had Oh, a, I played this. Sorry. I played you abduction. You played abduction? Yeah, I did. I totally forgot. I forgot the name of it, but I totally played this game. It's like out in this desert, and it's very misty. Misty as hell, this game. Yeah. I didn't know it was That's them. funny. Yeah. Well, should, geez, I should, I don't know why I didn't, I don't know why I didn't play it. You should play, play it. it. I have it you on should St- download it and finally freaking play it. I have it on Steam. It's good. It's a good game. I got, I got a little bunged up toward the end and didn't finish, but uh, it's cool. Yeah, it's I forgot cool. all about that. And it's, it's a full 3D game. It's not like pre-rendered stuff like Mist was. Yeah. It's cool. Anyway, uh, it's not point and clicky. I can tell you that. This new thing, uh, Abduction is very not point and clicky. Right. So I wonder I if I can still awesome. download it. I have the... Oh, I do still have the um, you have a the Steam. Steam code. Yeah, if you have a Steam redeemed. code, you can pull it down, no problem. There we go. I'm downloading it right now. There you go. Brian's finally going to play Abduction. How freaking time. Yep. <laughs> 2016. Yep. Four years <laughs> later, finally in. <laughs> Unreal Engine 4, it's a pretty game. Jeez. Uh, there you go, then. Uh, thank you for uh, that, Shane. And yes, please do check out his uh, channel. And and TV's Travis while you're at it. Twitch.tv slash TV's Travis. Travis. Travish. 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 All right, that's the end of the show. Thank you all for being here. As usual, you can support us at patreon.com slash TMS. It is the fuel that funds our engine. We need it to exist. So thank you. We also have bonus content, including full shows on Fridays. You can't get any other way. So patreon.com slash TMS. Imagine a buck a month what that would get you. It turns out just about everything because we're idiots. So go do it. Patreon.com slash TMS. For everything else, frogpants.com slash TMS. That'll do it. Tomorrow, Wednesday, we got uh, uh, recommendals. We got Tom's Tech Time, all that fun mm-hmm. stuff. I got a great recommendal that I may have already leaked here today. Uh, <laughs> or on Twitter for yeah. 17 hours yesterday. <laughs> oh, I'm so, oh, so obsessed with it. I just It brings back these memories. Yeah. It's really weird. Anyway, cool. well, it may inspire me to check it out myself because that's usually not a thing I go for. But Oh, I, I think you'd it. really like it. I, yeah. It's, I will talk about it tomorrow. Uh, yeah, I think that's it. What else is happening today? <laughs> oh, the instance is on at twelve thirty today, so come back for that uh, if you Ooh, are inclined. Talking Shadowlands, Shadowlands, some beta stuff, some stuff about classic, uh, some earnings cool. call stuff, whole bunch of stuff today. So uh, nice. come watch Garrett and I. I think Patrick's still traveling around somewhere, but that would be great because you, Europe is smarter and they can travel a little bit more than we can. So uh-huh. nice job, Europe. Yerp. All right, uh, that's it. Yerp. Let's uh, get out of here. I need a song, though. Can't go without a song. Jeff, uh, a.k.a. Keg Tapper, when he's in the tadpole, wrote in and said, Hey, Scott and Brian, I turned 54 on the 9th, but any day after that would be great for this request. I'm giving Brian some options for this. Uh, you, I guess I don't need to write that. The song by... Here we go. Uh, this is a request for Triforce Quartet. I saw them once at Dragon Con. I've been listening to them ever since. Um, Anything by them would be great. I leave it up to the cover lord to decide. Also, can I have a tender crisp bacon cheddar ranch? Yes. Love the show, though. Sound cake. He totally can. Uh, a tender crisp bacon cheddar ranch. There you go. Yeah, I don't know what I would do if I ever heard that whole song again. I think it would freak me out. <laughs> that happens sometimes. I'll hear a thing. Rumbling. I'll hear yeah. a thing with like something we play all the time. And yeah. like I heard this episode of The Simpsons recently where he says, No. And it's weird because <laughs> the episode's just normal and then you hear that yeah. thing or you hear this. Your bat caves open. Any of this kind of stuff. Yeah. 
and it really throws you for a loop because we hear it so much. Crazy. Anyway. Crazy. Uh, all right. So this is the Triforce Quartet. In 2016, they released an album called Ultima Fantasia. They are a um, a classical instruments group that performs covers of video game songs. And the specific one that Jeff wanted to hear comes from Civilization Four. It's the song that plays as you're plunking your little guys all over the map and fighting and all that sort of thing. It's called Baba Yetu. Here is Triforce Quartet. Wait, I just realized. Yeah, this is right. Okay. Here you go, everybody. Enjoy.
This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Frog Pants Network. Get more shows like this at frogpants.com. Massive wiener.